and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Thank you all for listening, for coming back. Another fun episode today, I hope. If you're a new listener, welcome. Last week's episode, if you missed it, it's available in the archives pretty much everywhere. You know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor. was all about books on Disney and Disney World-related books. Got a lot of good suggestions and recommendations from you guys. I talked about my favorite books, books I like to collect, and, uh, you know, Disney books that I was into when I was younger. And I got to say, uh, doing that episode really, uh, really made me want to start to get back into reading. I got a couple books I'm eyeballing I want to get and, and read, and uh, even like collecting too. There's a couple books, a couple Disney books uh, that I want to get pretty much just for the collection. I know I talked about it a little bit, but, you know, Disney started releasing, uh, like, park-inspired comic books, so I definitely got to get my hands on those. I think it would be a cool um, piece to add to my collection. If you haven't already, check me out on Instagram, Disney World Today. Give me a follow there. I'm always open to DMs and messages and comments. And if you're listening to this on your iPhone and you want to do me a huge favor, head over to my podcast homepage and give me a rating and a review. I could use a, a few more five-star reviews. I got a, a one-star review a couple weeks ago. I'm still a little sad about it, but here I am, ready to talk Disney again. Today's episode, like I said, I think it's going to be a fun one. It's kind of like a deep dive. Maybe I'll, I'll label this a deep dive. But today's episode is going to be all about one of my all-time favorite attractions at Epcot, Test Track. All right, here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Let's talk some Test Track. Like I said, it's always been one of my favorite attractions at Walt Disney World ever since it opened in 1999. It's always in the conversation when someone asks you, you know, what's your favorite ride? It's like, uh, you know, I've said Test Track a bunch of times. It's always in the conversation, top three or top five for sure. Um, As you can hear from the uh, soundbite just before this, had some of the best Disney Q music of all time. Now, if you're a little younger, or maybe you hadn't been to Disney World since the the attraction went a makeover, that's the soundtrack from the original version of Test Track, uh, when it was more of a you know General Motors testing facility. Uh, I think we'll get into all of that, but that was, and to this day, maybe uh, maybe the best Q music of all time as well. Now let's start from the very beginning. Now we all know that Epcot opened in 1982. Test Track obviously wasn't there, but there was an opening day attraction in that same building in Future World. It was called World of Motion. It was also sponsored by General Motors. And as you can guess, it was another type of, uh, you know, transportation car uh, inspired attraction. Now, this was a totally different type of ride. This was your typical Disney, uh, you know, almost like a dark ride. It was a slow-moving 
Uh, I think they call it like Omnimover, you know, one of those typical vehicles, slow moving with ad animatronics and, you know, presentations. And it was pretty much, uh, you know, all about transportation, the history of it, uh, fossil fuels. They talked about like the future of transportation. Uh, it was definitely interesting. Now, if you're a fan of The Simpsons, you may get this reference. There's an episode where I don't know if they go to Disney World or like a uh, like a ripoff of Disney World, but they make fun of this attraction uh, when it uh, in the show they reference like having electric cars in the future. But you know, I don't really have any memories of the World of Motion attraction. Uh, you know, it closed in 1996. I was six years old, and I know I was on it at least once or twice. Um, I don't remember it really at all, um, except for like one brief memory I have. You know, if if you're interested and have time, check it out online. Like, look it up on Google Images or Wikipedia, and you know, if really too, look it up on uh, on YouTube. I'm pretty sure there's some videos up there. It was a pretty cool like design of the actual building and like ride path. Um, the cars that you ride in the vehicles, you know, actually kind of take you from the outside of the building inside. Um, kind of in a way almost like the People Mover does where you go in and out of, uh, you know, the buildings in Tomorrowland. But like I said, that closed in 1996. Uh, Disney actually announced that they were closing World of Motion and the Universe of Energy at the same time. Um, obviously, Universe of Energy ended up coming back with a little update with Ellen DeGeneres. But this was a point in time where Epcot was, you know, sort of transforming from its original 80s theme of being it's kind of centered around educational rides. Um, they wanted to update and they wanted to get, you know, a thrill ride in their park. Now, this is where Test Track comes into play. Now, you've heard me say it a lot. You're going to hear me say it some more. The original version of Test Track is still to this day one of my all-time favorite attractions. A lot of good memories. I do feel it was a better all-around attraction. No offense to the current version. Still great, don't get me wrong. But the original Test Track, you know, it was just, it was different. It was, the theming was better. It was more intricate. They put a lot more design and originality into it. And you know what? It actually looked and felt like a General Motors testing facility. And that's what it was supposed to be. If you were a little kid, you know, going on that for the first time, you thought you were at an actual test facility where they actually test vehicles. This attraction was a perfect example of prime Disney Imagineering and theming. I know I've talked about it with some of you guys on Instagram in our, either our comments or messages like the, the magic of Disney and creating attractions and original ideas, like this was definitely one of the uh, better examples. You know, it looks and feels like a, an actual General Motors testing facility. Everything from the queue, the outside of the ride, the inside, like, you know, back in the day, the original version of Test Track, as you're walking through the, the line, um, you know, the, the queue building is, you know, there's test parts everywhere. There's crash test dummies. There's like uh, just machines and mechanical things and, and loud noises and banging and drills. And, you know, you would have thought people were actually working on cars like around the corner. That's what it looked and felt like. You know, if uh, if you're if you don't remember, if you were you know too young or you're never there, like waiting in line, um, certain points uh, in the line, there was different like testing machines. And like just randomly they would go off and you'd be able to watch them actually conduct a test. And it would have like a little 
uh, a little sign that said like what the test was. Like I know there was one, I want to say they were like testing windshields. And as you're standing in line, uh, this light on top of the machine would start flashing and blinking. And this meant that the test was about to start. So everyone would stop and look at the machine and it would like smash the windshield. And it was so cool. And th these things were, you know, kind of scattered throughout, throughout the line. So, you know, just an example of how, uh, you know, Disney in the 90s was definitely a little bit uh, different than it is nowadays uh, in terms of Imagineering and uh, creative theming and, and attractions. But Test Track, the original version, uh, it ended up opening in 1999, in March of 1999. You know, this was after a bunch of delays. It was supposed to open originally, I believe, in 1997. It got pushed back to 1998. It had a soft opening in late 1998 until it finally opened March 17th, 1999. Now, this was a big deal. Like I said, you know, Epcot didn't really have any thrill rides. You know, up until this point, Epcot was pretty much your basic slow-moving rides, dark rides. Um, and really, for the most part, some of the original attractions were all pretty much educational-based attractions. So, you know, here comes this thrill ride. Uh, new and innovative you're you know you're riding in a car it has actual tires on it and oh yeah by the way the fastest ride on property till this day you know reaching a top speed of 64.9 miles an hour so this opened in march of 99 and uh you know i went on my family vacation to disney world that summer uh it had to be late july or early august of 1999 and i can tell you when we went uh, at that time, the the line at Epcot for Test Track, it felt like opening day, like every day, to the point where they actually had entertainers and performers outside entertaining people to, because the wait times were so long. Now, I don't think it was quite as long as some of the rides that we've seen, you know, in recent times, like Flight of Passage or Rise of the Resistance. Like when those rides opened, you know, the wait times were, you know, close to two, three hours. Um, you know, Test Track though, I know when I went, I think it was like a 90 to 100 minute wait. So hour and a half, you know, especially back then, 1999, like that was a long time. And the reason why I remember they had entertainers because I was standing in line with my family the first time, you know, we're going on Test Track. They had an entertainer in the, in like the middle of the line, um, like doing like, just like a little show. He was like spinning plates and like to music and stuff. And he asked for a volunteer from the crowd and he came over and he picked me to uh, help him. He brought me into the middle in front of all these people. I'm like nine years old and he starts spinning plates and like doing like all these balancing things. And he had me hold my finger out like up in the air, like straight up. And he started spinning like this metal plate, like really fast. And he comes and he puts it like on my finger and I started spinning the plate. Um, you know, my family got pictures. Uh, it was definitely a proud moment of mine. You know, nine years old, center of the spotlight at uh, Epcot, spinning plates for the people waiting in line for Test Track. But that first ride, I still remember it, like walking through the queue. Like I said, you know, it looks just like a GM testing facility. And, you know, my whole family went on. There was uh, nine of us. Uh, we had to split up. Like even my grandpa went on the ride. And it was cool going through this because, like, my family is a big car family. They had a, uh, like, a family-owned auto mechanic shop for a while so you know going through the line and seeing cars and gm stuff and you know testing parts like it was cool it's definitely a cool experience my whole family loved it 
you know, then you get to the, the pre-ride video with Bill McKim. I've talked about him, how he made my top 10 um, most iconic Disney attraction characters list. You know, just an, an excellent pre-ride video that fits the theme perfectly. You know, he's like in charge of the testing facility. and He kind of tells you what kind of tests you're going to go through. And, you know, the first time you go on it, you know, there's no YouTube or anything. So we don't know what to expect. And in the pre-ride video, the last test... Um, you know, if you've been on the ride, there's that part at the end where the doors open and you go like to the outside part, like the, where you go start going fast on the pre-ride video, like the doors don't open and the car crashes into the wall. So like, you know, nine years old, like that kind of freaked me out a little bit. And then you get to that part on the ride and you see the doors close and you're like, um, you know, what's going to happen here? Are those, hopefully those doors open, you know, uh, that's, so that's just a part of the uh, Disney magic and theming. It worked for me uh, as a nine-year-old. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So let's talk about the actual ride itself. Now, obviously, it's the same layout, like it's the same track. So when they switched over from the original version to the newer updated version, they didn't change like the actual track itself. So that's the same. Uh, what they did change, though, was just kind of the theming and like, um, you know, some of the, the effects uh, that went on during the ride. So... You know, the original version you're in a testing facility so you as soon as you get on you go to the seat belt check tug on that yellow strap for me um and then immediately you're you know you're kind of off starting the first set of tests now what i liked about this version too is that during the entire ride um in the front and the back of the car there's like a little screen and the screen would like give you updates and um you know about the tests you were doing and throughout the whole ride too, you would hear Bill McKim and his assistant, uh, you know, both uh, characters from the pre-ride video, they would give you updates on what the test was, how you were doing with the test. So like, um, you know, the, right after the seatbelt check, you go up a hill and they call it like a hill test. And as you're going up, like you hear an update from, you know, from the con control room, like, oh, you know, torque's, torque's doing well, like all these little updates and stuff. Um, and then after you go up like this little hill test, uh, it was a fun part. It was um, kind of like an off-road test. You would go over three different types of like rough surfaces, like different types of like blocks and bricks and gravel. And like, you know, one would be super bumpy, you know, the next one would be kind of choppy. And then like the third one would be smooth. And like, it was just so cool to go through because you actually felt like you were parting of the, part of the uh, car testing process. After the off-road test, you'd go into the, uh, anti-lock brake test. Now, um, this for the first time we went on it, it was actually pretty scary because uh, first they send you through the test and they kind of show you what it would be like if you didn't have anti-lock brakes. Uh, so your car just kind of speeds up on a straightaway and then it slams on the brakes and almost like um, they make it seem like you slide out of control and like these cones like actually like fall down. Like the first time we went on it, I thought we actually like slid off of the track. I was terrified. Um, obviously, it's all part of the theming and animatronics and stuff. Um, and then they do the test again and they show you what it would be like if you did, if your car does have anti-lock brakes and you, you know, you speed up, but then you, 
they slam on the brakes and you come to a nice slow stop. Now the next part of the ride was probably the coolest part of the ride. So after this, you know, brake test, you go and there's three different rooms. The first room was this, this heat room. The second room was a cold room. And the third room was like some random room with like robots that would kind of mist you with water. So the first room, your car would go through and it would test, you know, it was, a, it was basically just a heat test. So you'd sit in the car, at least like heat lamps would come on and it would start to get really hot. And on the little screens in your car, it, would, it had like a little thermometer and it would show you that like the temperatures got up to like 90 or 100, you know, degrees or something like that. And then you'd move on to the cold room and same thing. Um, all of a sudden, like these, they had the, like these blue lights and it would start to get really cold in there and the thermometer on your car, you know, it would start to go down and you'd see how cold it was in there. And then the third room, um, you know, I think they call it like a corrosive test. So you'd go through and, you know, right as you go in the, the con control room's like, Hey, did you remember to turn off those robots? And, uh, the assistant's like, um, and then all of a sudden there's like this little robot that like kind of mists you with water. Um, it was just like a cool, fun, interactive area of the ride. Like, especially, you know, being in Florida, it's hot all the time in the summer. You get into that hot room and you're like, oh man, this is terrible. And then you go into that cold room and, you know, who knows, you know, what the temperature actually was. I'm, I'm sure the thermometer in the car wasn't 100% accurate, but uh, you get to the cold room and it's nice and cold. And then, you know, you got the next room, this is fun and get misted by a robot. You know, and after this part, it's... You know, you're on to the, the final sequence of the ride. Um, I think they just called it like the, the test course. And you just kind of go, you know, go up a little bit of a hill. There's like a little slight turns and stuff. And then you, know, you get to that point where uh, you go through the tunnel and there's all of a sudden there's like a semi truck uh, barreling down on you. Again, first time you went on that as a kid, like it was terrifying because it's dark. And then all of a sudden there's a, you know, a semi truck, you know, blowing its horn and stuff. It was scary. Um, and then, like I said, you get to the part, it's the straightaway, you see the door and you're thinking to your head, um, I hope that door opens. And then next thing, you know, door opens and you're outside, uh, you know, on the test track, you know, right when those doors open, it takes your picture and now you're outside in the, in the Florida sun or at night. And it's, it's just so cool. You're going fast. You got the, the banked turns and you know, the best part is when you hit that straightaway, you see the, the radar gun telling you you're, you're about to hit 64 miles an hour. Um, and then you finish up by going into that super sharp turn. You can, you can really feel like the G forces pushing on you. I know the first time we went went on it, like my grandpa was like, Whoa, I was not expecting this. Um, you know, and then the car ends and, uh, you know, that's it. That's the end of the ride. Um, just all of those cool, you know, unique themed parts of the ride is why I still and probably always will like the original version better. It felt like a longer ride. It felt like a more in-depth ride because they had like those special rooms. They had like the three different block tests. They had the anti-lock brake tests. They had the, the rooms with the hot and the cold and the robots. And, you know, it just felt like a more immersive uh, attraction to me. So that's why when they announced that Test Track was going to be closing and be going through a, a refurbishment and a retheming, um, you know, I was, I was sad. Uh, it closed originally in April of 2012. Um, you know, in my, that year I went to Disney in July of 2012. So I didn't, I didn't really get to appreciate it one last time. 
Um, you know, I would, I would have liked to get one last ride on there, uh, take a bunch of videos and pictures and stuff. Um, but like I said, it was closed in April and, you know, that was a rough, uh, rough summer for, for Epcot, you know, test track is, you know, it's a top two attraction there, uh, probably between that and Soren. So when, when test track was closed, you know, Epcot, there really wasn't, um, that much to do, you know, at this time, really the only other kind of thrill rides at Epcot were Mission Space and Soren. And uh, I'll never go on Mission Space again. I went on that, you know, uh, I think twice in my life. And the last time I got so sick that I vowed I'll never go on again. So, you know, that summer at Epcot was different. Um, but, you know, it's something, if you're a lifelong Disney fan, you're uh, you're kind of used to that. You know, there, there's really not too many things worse then going on your, you know, once a year Disney vacation and having one of your favorite rides down for, you know, refurbishment or under construction. So that's always tough, but, you know, it's something unfortunate that we have to deal with. So the new updated version of Test Track, like I said, the original version closed in April of 2012. Um, and as we know, the current version that we know now, that opened in, I think, December of 2012. So... You know, it was it was closed for a solid six months, and you know it was you know kind of short turnaround. But like I said, it's mostly because the track itself stayed the same. They didn't have to mess with that. They were pretty much just retheming everything and adding in the newer, you know, modern touch. Um, you know, at the time they released you know a bunch of like concept art and and pictures of what it was going to look like, and I think everyone had kind of the same response. It was definitely a, a more futuristic look and. You know, even still, it reminds me of Tron, um, you know, with, with the lights and the cars. It always kind of um, reminded me of Tron and, like, the light cycle stuff. But, uh, you know, now we're getting a, a separate Tron coaster. But at the time, definitely reminded me of that. You know, I was, I was excited. I, I was interested to see what it was going to be like. I don't think at the time if I knew if they were messing with the, the track itself or not. I wasn't sure if you know, they were going to change that up or not. And luckily that year, that December, I went to Disney for the first time during Christmas or around Christmas time. Uh, we did a little December trip. I think I went for like four or five days uh, to experience like the, the Christmas party. And at the time they still had the Osborne family lights at, um, you know, Hollywood Studios there. Um, so luckily, you know, when I was there, Test Track had just reopened for, you know, it had only been been open for maybe a couple of weeks, so I was able to check that out pretty pretty soon. And I remember specifically we went to Epcot for rope drop to go right to test track. I don't remember the fast pass situation at the time. I I don't think they still had the paper fast passes. I think it was um you know the my Disney experience. I, I don't uh fully remember, but I know we went to Epcot for rope drop got there, you know, early, waited for the park to open, and we went straight to test track, straight to the regular standby line. Um, that's another thing, too. I think we wanted to make sure to go through the normal line and not just the fast pass line, because sometimes they're different. We wanted the full experience. Um, and, you know, like, I was, you know, pleasantly surprised. It, uh, you know, the, the futuristic look doesn't look bad. It looks nice. It still has, you know, it incorporates the whole car. I think they, what, what do they call it now? Like the sim car experience and still sponsored by General Motors. And, you know, I think the best part of the queue now 
I think everyone can agree on um, is you get to design your own car. You know, a pretty cool concept. Uh, it's definitely fun. You know, it makes the waiting go by uh, faster when you're in that room, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying to come up with the coolest and best car, um, you know, trying to, uh, you know, for me, I just try to uh, have the most powerful one I can make. But it's cool. It's something that's very interactive. Uh, definitely a draw. I think everyone from kids to, you know, people my age can enjoy that. And then when you load into the vehicle, you scan your magic band and it loads up the car that you designed. And then when you're going throughout the ride, uh, you know, it tells you how your car scored and it tells you how all the other cars in your vehicle scored. So you can kind of, you know, have a little competition between friends and family and uh, even strangers uh, as you ride test track. But, you know, kind of how I said before, the ride layout itself now, it's a little lacking to me. I'm not going to lie. There's, there's certain areas of the ride, it just kind of feels empty. You know, they, you know, they made it super futuristic with the lighting and stuff, but like the parts, uh, okay. So like, for example, you know, like the analog brake part of the first ride, like you really don't have that now. You just do like a normal straightaway and you stop and there's like a, uh, there's like a lightning effect or something. I'm not really sure what that part is even supposed to be. And then, like, the biggest loss, in my opinion, is the, uh, you know, like, the different rooms. The hot room, the cold room, and the robot room. Now, it's just like that, you know, just that one room that shows you if your car is, like, aerodynamic. Which, you know, it's a special effect that doesn't even really work. And, I don't know, it's just, compared to the original attraction, uh, those rooms just seem empty to me. You know, the, the ride layout is is the same, and... You know, the ride's still, it's still a fun ride. You still get to do, like, the, the test course at the end. And then, obviously, the best part still is when you go outside onto the test track and, you know, get it up to full speed with, uh, with the sharp turns and banks and stuff. And, you know, I went on it uh, this past summer, and we went on it late at night. Like, right before Epcot closed, we got into line, like, maybe three minutes before it closed. And, you know, riding test track in the summer at night is one of those feelings that just makes me feel happy inside, you know. Um, there's something about, you know, going through those doors and uh, going to the outside part, and it's, like, nice and warm, and it's, you know, nighttime in the summer. It just brings back a lot of good memories. Another issue I have with this version of the ride, uh, like I said, I think the best part of waiting in line and, you know, going through the queue is the designing your own car part. Um, the problem is, if you do the single rider line, or the fast pass line, you don't really get that full opportunity. Now, uh, some cases they'll have it closed, uh, but if you go through single rider or uh, fast pass, you can't get the full um, experience of designing your own car. You, I believe, if it's still the way it is, uh, you can scan your magic band and you can just pick a kind of standard uh, version of a car. I think there's like three different ones. Um, that you could pick from and, you know, that's the car that you bring with you on the ride. And, you know, you don't get the full experience. Uh, for that, you have to go through the main line, which I think is part of the issue. Like, so many people were going to do fast pass. Uh, you know, like me, I'll go through the single rider line because it doesn't really matter, you know, if you're sitting next to your family on this ride, you're probably going to end up in the same car anyway. Um, but the problem is when you do that, you don't get the full experience of designing your own SIM car. So just another issue I have uh, with this new version of Test Track. 
But overall, like I've said a million times during this episode, it's still a great ride. One of my favorites, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm rating Disney attractions, like there's certain things I kind of put into consideration, like Test Track, you know, it's a, it's a thrill ride. You reach, you know, a high speed, that outside part with the, you know, the sharp turns and the bank turns and the, you know, when you're hitting 64 miles an hour going past the building, you can feel the G-force, so it's got that factor, but it's also, you know what, it's a good long ride. Even this newer version, it's a little shorter, um, but you know, you get your money's worth with this attraction. That's really at the end of the day, all you can ask for from Disney. And my hope now is that, you know, Test Track will be a staple of Epcot, you know, forever. I don't wanna uh, ever look back on a time and think about how, oh man, my, my favorite attraction used to be here. This used to be Test Track. Like I hope, I hope it stays there, you know. Uh, before they refurbished it and rethemed it in 2012, there were some uh, rumors and worries about the ride for a couple of reasons. One, you know, it's a tough ride to maintain with the track and the, the ride system uh, kind of combined with the fact that they use actual tires um, on this attraction that they're, you know, constantly having to uh, monitor and change and repair. But, you know, also it's sponsored by General Motors. They're the ones that had to put, you know, some money down to help pay for the theming and, and upkeep of this ride. And during the recession, was it like 2007 or eight or nine, around that time, there were some worries that they were gonna have to change the ride if they lost their sponsorship. You know, General Motors uh, was in a lot of financial struggles at the time. They had to close a lot of their uh, divisions, like certain car companies, you know, you may notice no longer exist uh, that were under that General Motors umbrella. But, um, you know, love the ride and I hope it is a staple of Epcot forever. Well, that about wraps up this episode and my deep dive on Test Track, the history of it, what it was before Test Track, the original version, and the current version we have now. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And do me a favor. If you haven't, if you never were on it, look up the original version on YouTube and let me know what you think. Um, you know, maybe I'm biased because I had a bunch of memories on it and there's like the, the nostalgia factor. But look it up online, watch a video on YouTube, and let me know what you think of the original version and uh, send me a message or comment on Instagram. And before we end the episode, here comes my favorite part, questions from you guys. Now, I didn't have a specific one about Epcot or Test Track today. I figured, let's just do a basic general ask me anything. And as always, got a bunch of good ones. So let's hear some of them now. The first question is from All the Disney Shenanigans. They ask, is your fiance as big of a Disney fan as you are? Uh, yeah, she definitely is. She she grew up um, like me going on family vacations to Disney World. Uh, you know, her dad is a big Disney fan. And, you know, we, we both, you know, grew up in the time period of, you know, those animated classic movies where we all watched the movies, we all watched the Disney Channel, and, uh, you know, she would go to Disney with her family when she was younger. And now, you know, we're both Disney fans. And that's why um, proposing to her in front of Cinderella's Castle um, was kind of the plan because we're both such uh, huge Disney fans. This next one is from Brendan Jekyllin. Thoughts on the new Club Cool selection? Um, you know, I haven't been there yet. 
I've only seen pictures and videos, but the new Club Cool does look, it, it looks pretty nice. I wonder if the floors are sticky yet, um, but it looks nice. The, the selection of sodas, I haven't looked too much into. They did look pretty good though. You know, Beverly's back for all the, uh, the people that love Beverly, all four of you that actually like it. Um, the rest of them, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tried them yet, but uh, I, I definitely will and give my review once I do. This next one is about Rock and Roller Coaster. I had a couple people ask, uh, you know, what's going on with Rock and Roller Coaster. Uh, the other day I posted a story. They are working on the, uh, the giant guitar uh, outside the entrance. They have it the entire thing covered. And Kristen M.M. and Molly Katie both asked about Rock and Roller Coaster. And of what I've heard right now, they're just kind of touching up and... Uh, you know, cleaning up the guitar. But anytime that happens, I'm worried because uh, I've heard some rumors over the last, uh, you know, few years and even like few months that uh, they may be looking to retheme the entire ride. But so far, nothing. This next one's from CWPLAX. Norway school bread, yay or nay? That's going to be a yay for me. I love Norway. I love that bakery. And I think the, the school bread is definitely pretty good. Uh, I love getting a uh, Viking coffee and uh, a snack there so that's a yay for me if you could create a new ride at walt disney world what would it be that's from emma skinner 2306 you know i i've always wanted them to put in more attractions dedicated to those uh you know 90s and 2000s classic animated movies um you know one that always comes to mind i always thought it would have been cool for them to create some sort of tarzan um like coaster or ride you know there's that scene in the movie where he's like tree surfing i always thought that would have made a cool attraction um another attraction i've always kind of uh daydreamed about um you know could could be kind of cool because in the pirates of the caribbean movies um i don't remember which one it might have been the second or third one um there's a maelstrom that takes place in the movie i believe before the kraken makes an appearance I always thought that would have made a um, an amazing attraction. I don't know if you would make it a thrill ride, a dark ride. I don't know what you could do, but, you know, a Maelstrom, a giant storm, and then a Kraken appears. And, you know, you maybe you could even, like, name it Maelstrom and have, uh, you know, a little bit of a tribute to the former Norway ride. But uh, those are kind of just two that come to mind. Uh, MS Skinner 2306 also had another good question. If you could add one country to World Showcase, what would it be? Uh, I believe I did... Uh, and a whole episode on this uh it's in the archives if you haven't listened um off the top of my head i think the one i would add would be australia uh, mostly because it's a country i've always wanted to visit and i don't think i ever will just because of uh how far of a plane ride that would be i just couldn't do it and that country's always interested me you know good food uh i feel like that would be a cool one to add uh geek with an orange jeep asks favorite disney tip to share with others you know this is an interesting one because you know back in the day and growing up i feel like i had so many tips i'd share with friends and you know others if, you know they're going on a disney trip they'd always ask and i'd give them tips and it you know the way disney is now i feel like a lot of those like secret tips and and stuff are gone but um one that kind of comes to mind is i would suggest uh, depending on where you're staying, I would suggest ordering groceries and food, um, have it delivered to your resort 
and that way you can save money on food you know disney we all know is expensive food is expensive and uh, you know one way to kind of uh, reduce that i would say is you know order some groceries and pick a meal to have in the room every day you know, for me, I love breakfast. I love eating breakfast in Disney. And, you know, every, you know, uh, a couple of times we'll schedule a buffet or something. But for the most part, I like, um, you know, we'll get groceries and I'll get like bagels or oatmeal. And uh, that'll be my breakfast. And, you know, that, that saves some money on breakfast. And you can put that money towards, you know, other things. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This next one is from Dexyland. Am I the only one who plays Disney resort music on YouTube whenever I need to relax? Do you? Uh, you are definitely not alone there. I will tell you, um, my YouTube is filled with uh, Disney resort music and park music. You know, I listen to all types of Disney, uh, Disney World like resort music. So like, you know, the popular ones I think a lot of people listen to are, you know, the park music. Uh, Main Street, Tomorrowland, Epcot, Future World. You know, those are some of the popular popular ones. And you know, even for me, like I love listening to the Tomorrowland um, background music. I love listening to the Epcot Future World music, and you know the um, the music by the Imagination Pavilion. And uh, but I listen to a lot of other stuff too. Like I'll listen to the the actual you know Disney Hotel Resort music as well. Like Wilderness Lodge, I love. The Boardwalk, um, you know, Art of Animation has a lot of those uh, Disney hits, like, uh, you know, remixes of uh, the popular songs. I listen to those, and I listen to literally as much Disney park and resort music as I can possibly find. So don't worry, you're not alone. This next one's from Cursed P33. What's something you're looking forward to on your next Disney trip? Uh, you know what? I don't know if this will be open on my next Disney trip, but I'm definitely looking forward to the Tron coaster. Uh, they've been working on it for a little while now, and that was always one of those attractions where, um, is it in Disney Shanghai or Disney Sea? Um, you know, I saw it on YouTube years ago, and it was something I've always wanted to try, and I was so pumped when they decided to bring it to Disney World. So that's definitely the attraction I'm looking forward to most. Um, that and probably the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster at Epcot. This next one's from the Mafia Don Corleone. Uh, favorite Epcot Pavilion? I feel like based on your name, I should say Italy. Uh, that one would be probably my number two. Uh, but my favorite one still, I think, is Norway. Uh, I just love walking through there. I used to love the attraction there, you know, walking through the shops. I always try to get a souvenir and, of course, the bakery. This next one's from GBrig22. Do you like the lobby redesign at the Contemporary? That's a really good question. Um, you know, I, I don't hate it. I definitely don't hate it. Um, unfortunately for me, I'm one of those Disney fans that would be fine if nothing ever changed. Um, I always enjoyed the Contemporary lobby. I don't think it really needed um, a redesign. 
Uh, but I looked at the pictures and stuff, and I believe it's like dedicated to Mary Blair and her artwork and stuff. You know, it looks good. I think it fits. Um, I'm glad it's not uh, just based off The Incredibles or something tacky like that, but I think it looks all right. This next one's from Adriana Ambrosio. How often are you at Disney? Uh, you know, for the most part, I, you know, lately I've only been able to go once a year uh, during the summer. Uh, you know, the pandemic didn't help and uh, just with everything with work and, and personal stuff. Uh, usually I just went once over the summer. Uh, I used to try to go over the summer and then October because I love going uh, during the fall, like during the Halloween uh, party. Uh, I love doing that, but you know, they they changed it. Now it's, uh, you know, the boobash and I don't know, it doesn't look as uh, fun right now. Uh, but maybe next year I can work in a uh, an October trip and get an extra trip in there. And this last question is from Andrew J. Volker. Worst experience you've had at Walt Disney World? Now, I don't think I've ever had like a bad like trip from start to finish, that's for sure. But I've definitely had some, you know, not too fun experiences. Um, you know, nothing too crazy. A lot of times you're dealing with crowds and, you know, rides being, and you know, broken or shut down. Um, you know, one that kind of comes to mind, I'll talk about uh, this past trip over the summer. You know, I've talked about it in my previous episodes. Like, it was different this year. The The pandemic definitely changed a lot. Disney was severely understaffed, and I had a few bad experiences. You know, I had some bad, bad experiences with the transportation. There was two separate occasions at the Magic Kingdom we were trying to leave. You know, we had to wait. Uh, one time we waited 45 minutes for a bus, um, and I think the other time it was like 30, maybe 35 minutes, and... You know, maybe even more. I don't even remember. I think I tried to block that out. But I know one for sure was like 45 minutes just for a bus. Um, they were just severely understaffed. We had another bad experience uh, at the Boathouse restaurant at Disney Springs where they, they crammed us into a table. The server wasn't great. Uh, and then when he brought us our food, like three of us got burgers and they were undercooked. And by the time like the waiter came back, like it was just a terrible experience. Like everyone else had already finished eating and he, like, we're still waiting for our burgers to come back the second time. And, you know, it, it kind of ruined the experience there. Now I don't know if we'll, you know, want to go back there. So you know, that's just a couple examples of uh, some of the times that Disney's not uh, very magical. And I think that about wraps it up. That's all the questions I think we have time for. I mean, I could, I could literally probably answer those all day. I, I love talking Disney and answering questions from you guys. And, um, you know, I, th I think this was another, another successful episode, talking Test Track, one of my favorite attractions. Uh, for those of you who never got to ride the old version, maybe this, um, maybe this compels you to look it up on YouTube and see what you missed out on. But uh, thank you again for listening and stopping by. If you can, do me a favor and head over to the... Uh, iTunes podcast page, go to my homepage, leave me a, a review and a rating, and I'll give you a shout out on next week's episode. Also follow me on Instagram if you're not already, Disney World Today. Um, I try to be active as, uh, as much as I can, posting stories, and uh, you know, I try to post like TikToks and Reels and stuff when I find some, uh, some good audio and find a way to relate it to Disney, but uh, as always, I'm, uh, I'm active on there. I'll try to respond to messages and, and comments as best as I can. 
But until next time, always remember, it all started with a mouse.